Hey, what's going on, my friends? Welcome to another episode of the Awakened Life Podcast. I'm here with my wonderful wife, Patty. Hey. And today we are going to share with you five helpful tips for awakening parents. I have been asked, I've been reached out to by awakening parents time and time again, requesting I do some piece of content on this subject. And I always put it off, honestly, because I realize a lot of my audience, they're not parents. But I've just heard the question so many times, I figure we might as well just do it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, and, and now we're going to preface this by saying we are not expert parents. This is just nope. merely, these are going to be uh, helpful tips based upon our experience dealing with both the awakening and, uh, and being a parent. So we'll go ahead and just jump right into it. Number one is to fill your own cup first and often. What I'm saying is that self-care is a must. Now, I know a lot of parents are saying, I don't have time for self-care. Kids are draining. They're time-consuming. I don't have time to like have 30 seconds to myself. And you know what? Me and Patty could both make a case just like that, but we make mm-hmm. time. And Well, I made a case for myself to not do self-care for years. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's easy to, um, say, well, I can't, I don't have time to take care of myself. I just got to take care of everybody else. And there's so many things to do every day that, you know, right. uh, It's so important. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's like, it it, it makes us better parents, Mm -hmm. even though we're taking time to ourselves and it helps us enjoy our children more. It helps them see us in a better light because mm. p- even without parents, life in it, in itself can be can really wear on you. Yeah. And you know the your daily practice, your meditation, your healthy eating, exercise, drinking enough water, all these little things, they're necessary to be like a, a healthy functioning human being. And even more so as a parent, because again, there's just a lot of energy being drawn out of you on a daily basis, mm-hmm. right? So what are the, some of the things that we do? Can you share? Um, okay, so um, one of the things that I do personally is I follow my passion, which, you know, is is something that I have to do for, for self-care for me. But um, I read, mm-hmm. Um and I exercise daily and um, I don't meditate, but I do try to take some quiet time for myself daily. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, those are like the big ones for me. Yeah. Yeah. And like now we, we go to a, a nice gym where we drop the kids off. Uh-huh. But before we, we've maintain these habits for years even in very precarious situations for example when we lived in a 21 foot rv we had three kids we still did these things like i remember Mm -hmm. you we we had this roll-up mat from when i used to own a gym and we brought it with us it took up a lot of space and we we made we made room for it and we'd roll it out we'd put it next to our camper and we had like like one dumbbell and we do like burpees and maybe you don't know what those are but we would do like body weight stuff we just we we like we forced those we forced it into our life because yeah. we found it to be just essential i used to actually um like wake up before the kids would wake up i still try to do that but i used to wake up and go for a walk in the morning yeah um even when it was 
really cold. Like when we lived in Michigan, I would still do that. I'd wake up, it'd be dark out. I'd bundle up with gloves and scarves and all kinds of stuff. And I'd take the dog and I'd just listen to whatever was um, exciting me in that time. And I'd go for like a nice long walk, like an out, like the, when it was really cold, it was more like 30 minutes, but I'd try to go for about an hour every day. Right. Right. Yeah, and t- I do I do very similar things as Patty. I, I meditate most days. I go to the gym. I work out five or six days a week. Um, and I, I'm also, both of us will take little little breaks throughout the day. I was we'll go upstairs and we'll like, mm-hmm. we've been doing rapé lately, which is like a, it's a medicine, it's like a, I don't It's know. an Amazonian snuff that um, basically clears your energy and balances your chakras and does a whole bunch of other good things for your um for your physical body, but it it's very grounding. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And can you just get that online for anyone who's interested? Um, yeah. Well, you have to um, go through certain suppliers to to get it. Um, I just got some from Shamanic Snuff or ShamanicSupply.com, but also um, I'm a member at the Native American Church here in Vegas, so I can get it from there as well. Gotcha, gotcha. <clears throat> okay, so either way, it's it's important to find things that have a positive effect on your energy because, um, you know, someone once said to me, children are energy vampires, mm-hmm. and that's true, and they don't mean to be, no, but yeah. they really are, especially our kids, and it's like we <laughs> really need... Well, maybe it's just all kids. I don't know. It's kids in general. But we have to really be very mindful of our energy state because if we get too tired or too like burnt out or too stressed out, then it doesn't matter how much willpower we have. We, we become horrible parents because yeah. we're not taking care of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I try... One of the things that I work on a lot lately is becoming aware of when I need that time. Like I'm, I know, okay, certain times of the day, like usually when I pick up the kids from school and I come home, I need like 15 minutes to myself because just doing that is like, uh, shocking to my energy, I guess. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, but I, I'm, I'm trying to become aware of the things that I do regularly that, uh, force me to need my quiet time. Yeah. So basically what Patty and I have done is we, we forced these things into our lives and now we just do them without even thinking yeah. they're just they're a natural part of our life and we believe it, it really is essential i would say it's essential for it us is. anyway to be reasonably good parents if we if we neglected ourselves then i think we would have a much more dysfunctional family life in general yeah i mean i think it's important to do self-care for even if you don't have kids, but especially when you have to raise tiny humans to be productive members of society, it's imperative that you take care of yourself and yeah. be so you can be there for them and be on. Right. Okay, so this, that's probably somewhat common sense to a lot of people. So number two is an, a, a new one. It's, we wrote down, don't teach. This is our opinion, mind you. We're not the, again, we're not perfect parents, but don't teach allow what i mean by that is a lot of people would reach out to me and they they feel like this uh this pressure to teach their children many of like the spiritual principles and Mm -hmm. viewpoints that they're reading about um in my opinion it's it's more about preserving their own natural state of wakefulness that they're born with and allowing them to 
to giving them like the, the support and encouragement and freedom to blossom into uh, the, the fullest manifestation of their true essence as possible. Because that's, after all, what spirituality is. When you boil it down, it, right. it's, it's, a, it's a ridding of illusion and distortions and ego so that the true self can shine through. Now, we're fortunate. Children pretty much come out of the gates shining bright. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes teaching them a thing or two may be helpful, but oftentimes, at least in my opinion, it's about letting them blossom into the to the the people they came to be mm -hmm. yeah um i think it's like you know you can just also it's leading by example so if you want your kids to meditate regularly they need to be aware that you do that regularly you know so you can say like hey i'm gonna go take my 20 minutes and i'm gonna go meditate here you can come with me if you'd like you know we set a timer and we'll play like a the singing bowl or whatever it is that you want to do. And you can do that with your kids too. If you want to teach them like actual practices, um, that will enhance that in them. You know, you kind of yeah. just, we just do it with them, you know? Yeah. That we've actually done that. In fact, that's a, it's a, something that we both have done. Not, not like feeling like we need them to meditate, mm -hmm. but we know it would help them because they get all wound up as well. Yeah. And, the way we do it is just kind of make it fun. Like you said, we'll go off and meditate. And like what I'll do with the kids sometimes is we have this big crystal singing bowl and they all know what to do. We all sit around it and we all take turns and we all strike it like once or twice. So it emits that pitch. And then we all get quiet and close our eyes and listen. Mm -hmm. And then we pass the wand and we do that for about four minutes, maybe, yeah, you know, not, not a half hour. No, that's or about all they can handle. But they, they have fun. It, yeah. so we, we, it's so cute too, to see them with their eyes, like they're trying to like keep them closed and force them closed. It's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like helping them embody the basics requires very little teaching Yeah, and, and specific stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. Number three is kind of a, a, a we had a few things written down here. One of them is like, it's okay that your children struggle. They signed on for it and it will benefit them. And I say this, and in fact, I wrote this, I wrote all these points down and then right before shooting the podcast, before now, I had, I had like the memory of how hard it was earlier on like right mm -hmm. now i don't look at it like we're awakening and have kids it's more like we just have kids and we're just people mm -hmm. you know but for a while our spiritual awakening at least for me was much more demanding it was much more draining and and occupied much more of my headspace and energy and time um and i remember how hard it was in the beginning for me to be balanced i was so sensitive yeah. and so empathic and, and consequently i was so irritable mm -hmm. and I, it was just very very difficult for me to be grounded and pleasant to be around for a couple of years. And I felt bad. I felt like, man, um, my, my children, not, not only that, but they also would, were, would watch me, you know, like play out these learning cycles, uh, you know, reflecting to me in my own darkness. Right. So basically I was my, my wounds and ego and imbalance was put on clear display for the kids. And I thought, man, I'm, I'm going to screw these kids up. <laughs> I have such a toxic energy at, at times. Mm -hmm. um, but I realized that it's okay that they don't have a perfect childhood because I had so much guilt. Mm -hmm. Not my, That guilt made my awakening so much more challenging because every little thing I would do that was imperfect in my own eyes, I, I felt super, super guilty about. But I realized like in the end, 
if I was to have a, a perfect performance as a parent, is that really what they need? That's right. not really practical. Right. And I'm, I feel very bl- blessed that they were able to watch their father and mother um, blossom and transform their own darkness and transmute their issues. They got to see the whole sort of process play out for them. And yeah, yeah there was times it wasn't pleasant for them. But in the end, it's a very, I think, a, a, almost an invaluable lesson that they learn in witnessing right. that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like... Um, I didn't really struggle with guilt as much as you did for sure. Um, I think I sort of allowed myself to be imperfect because I thought, I felt like, well, I'm still doing better than <laughs> what I had and I guess I'm okay, you know, yeah. not without a couple of, uh, like a little bit of baggage. But um, I, I don't know, somehow I always had the awareness that like they chose us. You know, like they chose, like your kids choose you and they chose you even with all your faults. So there's no reason to feel intense guilt, you know, when you just be aware and just try to do better the next time that situation arises, it causes you to be in quote unquote imperfect. Yeah. You know. And like, just like me, you, and everyone listening benefit greatly from Challenge. challenges, mm-hmm. so too will our kids. Like I know for a while I felt really bad because earlier in our awakening, we moved around a lot. We just felt, we felt like guided, intuitively guided all over the place. Mm-hmm. And we were in different houses. We, we owned and lived in two different campers throughout yeah. our journey. We lived in several different states. And my, my daughter had to say goodbye to like a couple of core groups of friends that I know it affected her and she still talks about it sometimes she writes she believe it or not she's nine she writes rock and roll songs sometimes and sometimes they're about that and before it would like just crush me but I realized you know what there is many very intense challenges I dealt with as a kid and same with you Mm -hmm. not intense compared to some people obviously but those very challenges helped me like my friend Aaron Dowdy is always talking about his childhood and he had a very a very a straight up crazy, like sociopathic, abusive stepmom that would put forth these crazy rules and punishments. And he lived in a very, a very, very unbalanced and hostile sort of environment for a, a decent portion of his childhood. But it made him like a badass. Now he gets out there. He's got like 400,000 subscribers on his YouTube channel. He's just such an inspiring, you know, well put together you know, masterful sort of human being. And he's always crediting. He's always blessed. He feels blessed that he had those earlier challenges because they were like the, like iron sharpening iron sort of thing for him and Mm -hmm. made him, made him a good person. And I, and, and why would we, you know, I I eventually asked myself, why would I not, why would I want to, not that, not that this is an excuse to screw up my kids on purpose, (laughs) but why would I not, why would I really want to preserve them from any and all challenges knowing they will help them blossom into the souls they came to be in this lifetime. Right, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And another part of this I wrote down, which is, it's slightly different, but similar enough to where I wanted to put it in this category. It's like, be aware of your conditioning, but do your best. And what I mean, this goes out to the parents who are waking up quickly to the fact that how heavily conditioned they are by the dysfunction of their parents, which was, of course, influenced by their your parents' parents, and so on. We've inherited this an, this ancestry 
of dysfunction. And mm. it's no one to blame, no one's at fault here. It's just the unconsciousness manifest. Um, but when you wake up, you wake up to all of that. And you, you basically like, you could like, you know, uh, like hesitate every step you take because you're realizing it's becoming from a dysfunctional place within you. And it can be kind of uh, overwhelming. But that's why I wrote in there, do your best. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is important to look at yourself honestly and really like examine your motives and where your actions and decisions and parenting practices are stemming from because it's normal to have a lot of awareness of where that is and it's sometimes not fun to look at. Um, at the same time, not to the point where you're just in bed, depressed, feeling like you suck at life, which is, I've, 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 uh, right. I, again, I, I went through a phase where I just beat myself up all the time and I really just had to realize, Victor, you just, just do your best. That's all you could do. And there's no reason to expect more of yourself. Yeah. I try to pay attention to repetitive, uh, behavior. So if anything that I see is coming out that I'm like, Ooh, I don't like that and I keep doing it. Why, why do I keep doing that? Those are usually the things that are absorbed from ancestral, uh, you know, conditioning. Influence, yeah. yeah. Influence. Yeah. So I always try to pay attention to those things too. And that, that can be helpful. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, the, 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 the extremely positive spin on this is that even though it's not easy to be a, what's the <clears throat> word I'm looking for? Uh, like to stop, to break the, to, to like break the condition, break, like yeah. to finally break those karmic ties. Basically it's, it's a massive, massive, a gorgeous blessing yeah. to be able to be bombarded with awareness of all the different things within ourselves that we can improve. And as we do that at a pace that's reasonable for us, then we're going to become better and better and better and better and better parents very, 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 very quickly. And then our children are going to be like super good parents. And then their kids are going to be freaking like saints, you know? And it's like, it's not easy. We kind of came in to like absorb a lot of it and to look at it all in a very short span of time. But if I look at like the overall implicate, like the broader implications of what this time and these experiences for those listening that resonate represent it's a profound beautiful thing to be a big part of i think yeah 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 so number four is make time not just for self-care but for your passions which can tend to be put on the back burner for the same reason as self-care it's like i don't have the time for my passion i have Mm -hmm. a job i have kids there's always time you make time like what we do for and we still do not quite as early as before but I mean, for a long time, I was waking up 4.45, 5 a.m. sharp, like two, three hours before the kids woke up. I do my passions. I do my, my own self-care. So I, I forced it in, and it's, it's very important, I think. Yeah, that's why I said it with my self-care because um, it's, it's important and it's extremely powerful for your children to see their parents doing something that brings them joy other than them. Because, like, I grew up, I didn't really see that. I didn't really have that. Both my parents worked, but I didn't see any joy or passion coming out of them. It just seemed like their jobs were stressful, and then they'd come home and be stressed, you know? Yeah. So, um, having the opportunity now to give that to our kids where we are both 
pursuing things that bring us joy and make us happy, you know, is ex- extremely powerful because now our kids will feel free to be able to go do that in their own when it's time for them too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? And also just based on my own experience and my own observations, you know, being someone heavily uh, tied in with people waking up from all over the world, all, all over the globe, different, you know, different perspectives. What the main theme I notice is that the awakening leads to a life of passion, mm-hmm. a life of finding your purpose, finding your passion and living it. So I feel like uh, that's like almost like the point of like the human experience is to because finding your passion is not just about finding things that are fun, even though that's part of it. But when you do that, when you align with a path uh, based upon carrying out in, in, into action your, your intuition and your creativity and your passions, that, that brings you more and more and more and more in alignment with your true core natural self, which is the point right. of awakening. So yeah. your passions, are in, in a sense, are a means to an end. You being the, the, the greatest version of yourself. And if you're the greatest version of yourself, well, obviously you're going to be the greatest parent you yeah. have the possibility <laughs> of, of becoming. So passion is key. And so many people put it off. They don't have the time. They're, they're kind of stuck in their jobs. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying make time. And go for it. Make it a priority because it will really just positively influence every single aspect of your life, especially your parenting ability and your children, what they're exposed to and everything. Right. Yeah. And I just, um, this wasn't written down, but this was just a thought. Like if you feel like you can't have time to pursue your passion, you know, you can also bring your kids in on that. Like if your passion is painting, that's an easy one to bring your kids in on, you know, that's super easy. Any, any sort of, um, hobby that might be a passion for you, you can bring your kids in on that. Like they, they can be a part of that with you. And then you are having quality time with them. And also you're doing something that brings you joy. And then you guys get to share that moment together. It's beautiful. Right. And I look like this, like imagine you, babe, and anybody else listening, imagine if you were heavily encouraged to follow your heart and follow your dreams at a young age like right where like it took me like a lot of pain a lot of uh, addiction and suffering because i got so far outside of my my alignment and my passions that it took such an immense amount of suffering to kind of force me back into it now imagine if i never had the need for all of that mm-hmm. and i just lived and just pursued my passions from the get-go i don't i would be you know, it's, I can't even imagine where my life would be, but that's what we have to offer our children now. And that's what we're doing. And it's going to be really interesting to see how they blossom. So I think like the passion is key. And I know so many people put it off again because of the time, but also many people don't know what it is and it's, it's very nerve wracking. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it does catalyze a lot of spiritual growth and a lot of inner growth. But if if there was like one takeaway from this is parents listening, find and follow and live your passion. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the last one, sort of a smaller one, not smaller, well, in a sense, I suppose. it's. This is just more of a practical thing we've learned because, and I think this is a case for a lot of people, our children are very intuitive, very mm-hmm. perceptive. Some people might call them indigo kids. I don't care about those labels, but they're certainly wise old souls in these little baby bodies, basically. Yeah, and they're, they're empathic, so they know like your truth. 
Right. You know? So that's what we're saying. Be honest. Yeah, I knew don't, that's Don't bullshit we them. Going. They, they yeah. can smell it a mile away probably better than you can. Right. And if you have a child like our oldest, she'll call you out. <laughs> yeah. You know? And like call you out on your, you know, bullshit. In fact, all of three kids, even our, our youngest son, Sebastian, three years old, they react and rebel intensely when they can see we are we are living we we are giving them like inauthentic or or unfair um, reasons for something. Or, yeah, like yeah. like uh, what what's the word? Punishments? Like, not pu- like oh. just like instructions or, or oh. like you guys need to do this, and then they're like, well, "Why? Mm-hmm. That's bullshit." I could no, that's not coming from your. Truth. Our kids don't say bullshit though. Just just no, like they don't. Swear. <laughs> Even though we do, we should, probably should, but they don't. Yeah, um, yeah. Being honest, like. With Maya specifically, the the boys, I don't really feel the need to like go out of my way to say things, you know. They're so young, yeah. Because they're so young, yeah. But like with Maya, because she's aware and she knows like, you know, where we go off and when we have ceremony and stuff, she doesn't know exactly what it is that we're doing. She just knows the ceremony, you know. It was a sacred space time. And, uh, but she... I just tell her like we I know it, it's not easy for you when we go off and take time away from you but we do it to like make ourselves better for you and for Luke and Bash and each other and ourselves and you know we're we're doing this so we can learn and you know being honest about that when I I told said that to her in that way I could see like ah okay good like she felt happy with that answer you know yeah whereas in before she was kind of like well why do you guys always go off you know like she was kind of like upset you know right <clears throat> yeah yeah that and there's there's many ways we do this and i think this is something we did do a little different than what our parents did like like even like if i like for example if i you know maybe i yell at them and i feel like okay i, I kind of went off the deep end with that and i was yeah. like cool i'll explain like listen guys i'm sorry I know you didn't deserve that. Um, there's no excuse for it, but you know sometimes Daddy's stressed out, and unfortunately he 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 took it out on you in this moment. It's not fair to you, but I do my best, and I'm sorry, and I'll try better next time. Just like just like really just being brutally honest and laying yeah. it on the line, it it allows us to not have to be so perfect. And right. and if we give them a, a reason, like a legitimate reason, an right. honest reason for some of the different things we do, whether it be a ceremony or an indiscretion or something yeah. we they we displayed, then they're like, okay, I can as a human to human, I can get that and I can forgive you and respect that. Right. And I thank you for letting me know that. Yeah, I, I would I used to say that a lot when Maya was younger. Um like I'm I'm still learning how to be the kind of mom I want to be. You know, and and unfortunately, sometimes I make mistakes and do things that I wish I didn't do. But she, you know, they they appreciate the honesty that you bring to the table, and they'll respect you more for you know embracing like your mistakes. And it also shows them it's okay to make mistakes and to do things maybe that you would have liked to have done differently, because then they don't hold themselves to such a high. Um, pressure to be perfect all yeah. the time you know it's 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 good in multiple different ways right right there's, or God, there's something beneficial right. yeah right 
I'm trying to, I had just this awesome idea I was going to say, but I forgot. Oh no, you should have <laughs> uh, wrote it down. I know, no. Like, like, if I don't think of it in three seconds, we'll move on. Ah, it's, it's escaping me. It was a good one. Oh well. But, uh. Was it about, what was it about? I don't know, man. Maybe feeling, we can brainstorm. Feeling out of it now. I don't know, guys. Sorry. I had another, <laughs> it was a little tidbit. It wasn't a whole other bullet point, but a little tidbit to add. Um, what was it? It better be good now. I you know. put so Here, much you, hype you on it. You say something. Well, you just start to say something else, love, and I'll think about it for a moment if you don't mind. Um, I another thing that I would do with Maya because she's the oldest and she's um always. Oh, did you think of it? I did. Yeah. I'd write it down and then I'll I'll finish okay, my thought real right. quick just so you don't forget it again. Um, is that um. As I mentioned, I always said, like, I'm, I'm still learning how to be a mom. But I also would ask her, like, am I doing something that, you know, you wish I did differently? Or am I not doing something that you wish I did? Or, you know, I try to get her feedback, too, about the kind of mom that she wants. So I can start incorporating those behaviors in to be better for her, too, you know? Okay, I forgot again. Actually, no, just, no. it was <laughs> a big thing. Because it's, it's he all this up. build up. It was just like sometimes, even like as far as like another way I, I would be honest with the kids is sometimes they'll ask to do something and and I'll say no and they'll want a reason and I'll just I'll just be like honest like you're you're too young for that. I'll just say I know or right? I'm not or or sometimes I've even said I'm just choosing not to tell you why because I don't think it's appropriate for you. You know, just just straight yeah. up like. That they can really just, I think, such a so much appreciate the honesty. Just in any way it comes out, even if it's being honest about that, you're not going to tell them what they want to hear, yeah. or you're not going to tell them the reason why. Yeah, I try to always give some sort of like explanation um, that they can understand that's appropriate for them in their age. So yeah, I don't because my mom used to do that to me. Like I'm the mom and I say no, or right? Whatever, and not give me a reason. And it used to really piss me off. So for me, that's something that I try to do actively differently than my mom did because it really used to irritate me. But there are instances like, you know, Maya. We watch the show Shameless. Well, that's totally inappropriate for anyone under, <laughs> yeah. you know, the age of a teenager. You know, and. Um, she got all upset with us the other day because we were going to watch it and without her. And we we're like, well, it's just not appropriate for you. Right. You know, and that even though she didn't like that answer, it still was enough to appease that uh, whatever, gave her some sort of reasoning. Right. Yeah. 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 So I think that's about it. I, I, if anything, I would say, I know it's not easy as a parent, but I feel like my children are my greatest teachers. They're yeah. for one, the best zen-like examples in my life to this to right now they're they're really they are perfect examples of like uh you know high vibration awakened little people mm -hmm. and just the way they are they are all of our kids are so so intensely and boldly themselves mm -hmm. and it's a beautiful there and they and therefore they can all, very easily reflect our own egos to ourselves and they can reflect their own darkness and their own problems very easily. Um, I just and, thought, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I just thought of something that I think is really important that was um, a part of number three that I didn't mention and I, I forgot to mention it okay. until uh, now. Um, I'll try to be quick with it. But um, one of the things is 
um, don't try to put them in a little a box of who you think they should be. You know, like Maya is very much against the grain. And a lot of times people think she's a boy because we allow her to express herself in that way. And she loves us for that, you know, and it's powerful. But if we tried to put her in a little dress, she would freak out and it would just be a big challenge. That's not worth it, you know, and um, allowing them to be who they want to be is another challenge for a parent because you want them to be a certain way when you have them. You have these like beliefs and ideas like, oh, we're going to have a little baby and she's going to be so cute with her little bows in her hair and her little dresses and sweet and play with dollies. And you know what? Sometimes that happens, but sometimes it doesn't. And that's okay, you know, and and just allow them to be who they are and who they want to be. And um, that's important. I was just like a little thing that I was going to mention, but I forgot we moved on. Yeah. And that ties in with my conclusion, which is like your kids basically help you become better people with you. We can call it more awakened or not just better, more accepting, more down to earth, more genuine, more authentic, more loving, more loving human beings. And, but to have that outcome, it's not always easy. So go easy on yourselves folks. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Raising tiny humans to be productive members of society is not an easy task. So the fact that you're doing it is just give yourselves a big pat on the back because it's a big, it's a big burden to bear sometimes. Yeah, I mean, for what it's worth, I've I've overcome heroin addiction. You've overcome bulimia, cocaine addiction. Yeah. Some would even say alcoholism, depending yeah. on who you ask. Um, so, you know, we've dealt with very intense, like some difficult challenges in our lives, and I would say. Being a good parent is by far harder than anything yeah. else I've ever done, but also the most rewarding and the most growth catalyzing. And it's it's just a, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, my friends, I hope you I hope you parents out there enjoyed <laughs> this and got something out of it. Again, we're not experts. This is just what we've learned in our short, t- our short time here. And uh, we'll see you guys or we'll uh, you'll hear from us in the next episode. <laughs> Have an amazing day and a great week. Yes. Namaste. Namaste.